minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast, the podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus and Grady Lining. It's been a while. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Hopefully we're over our technical difficulties and big boy jobs and all those things that keep us from being with us our earbuds our loyal beloved earbuds and we cannot stress enough last week was not our flipping fault um it was our platform server It, it, it was a comedy of errors Eric would not be able to hear me then I would not be able to hear him because the software was like over regulating and it was going to extremes, and I'm assuming that that that's my theory, and yeah. it just would not work. But we are back. Yes. Pow. And and tech support was no support. <laughs> tech At support all. was like a loose fitting pair of gym shorts with no undergarments. That's how much support was given. <laughs> uh, <huh>. Get that <laughs> visual. <laughs> Well, that I, I that would only apply to the male earbuds in the audience. Well, that's true. <laughs> Maxwell always Johnny on the spot, always the first to say hi. Sometimes Jonathan, before he even even on go the on point the, of attack. <laughs> <laughs> made me made me think back to that uh, Colonel Joseph Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> we we had our way with the Williams. <laughs> The Williams from Buffalo. <laughs> Tell mother I'm sending her a bison leg. Um, yeah, by the way, who day majorly. How awesome was that? Sincerely awesome. Super Bowl. Two years in a row. I'm calling it. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I couldn't. I, I could. I would barely. I would not be able to contain my glee and joy. It would be surreal. And it's funny what kids remember because my child, Pena, she, she's seven now. And um, when we clenched and hit the, uh, hit, hit the field goal in overtime to go to the Super Bowl, I ran out of my house, ripped my shirt off in the middle of the winter, stood up on my landscaping rock and was... <laughs> 
And uh, she's like, are you going to run outside this year without your shirt? I'm like, I'm, I'm, shh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, first, first Super Bowl they went to, we weren't too much older than she is now. No, no. So, yeah. All right. Uh, hello, Savannah. Savannah. Howdy, Howard. It's Howard William, not Buffalo William. Hello, Allison. James. Howdy, Mr. Heron. Don't jinx it. Maxwell, this team thrives on jinxing. Yes. There's no such thing as jinxing on this team. They thrive on it. I'm calling it. (laughs) So please see eric.fiscus at blah, 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 (laughs) dot com if something goes wrong and Lodger complains. Okay, goes awry. All right. Go to our website www.playbyearpodcast.com and uh, learn all about our podcast, all about the things we do here and all that. Brady's drinking butterscotch beer. Yes, I, I want to go. I'm not drinking an adult beverage. It's uh, butterscotch beer from the Root Beer family. Butterbeer for Harry Potter fans. Root um, beer. It, it's phenomenal. I didn't think I would like it, but it's absolutely an orgiastic feast of the senses for like, yeah. Yeah. Hello, Treva. Welcome. Treva. All right. So uh, those of you who have not been with us before, probably all of you in the room have, but uh, those of you on audio who have not been with us before, uh, we have topics we each bring to the table. We have not had conversations on said topics and we will exhaust said topics with our discussion and we shall vanquish the Williams and move forward. <laughs> Miss Wilson. Mrs. Wilson. Got to spend some time with Miss Wilson last week. And she's still recovering. <laughs> yeah. During my lunchtime. It sounds like that sounds like a podcast waiting to happen. Lunchtime with Miss Wilson. Yes, there we go. Maybe next time she's in, just take a cell phone recorder we can make it a segment there we go all right so we are in the order on the screen in which we will uh, go with our topics i will be first brady will be second so i'll start us off and i will start us off with uh as as you all probably know my affinity for game shows those little bounds i mean there are very few game shows i don't like Uh, there are some but very few so what we're going to do here, I saw a, a tweet from, uh, it's a, a Twitter feed called Classic, I think Classic Movies or something, but they put together a bracket for Ooh. classic game shows. And you know we love our brackets here, our tournament brackets. So with the help of our audience, um, hopefully, uh, Maxwell, you may be too young for some of this to remember, but uh Others of you should remember a lot of this, but uh, as always, we invite our audience to vote. We'll give our two cents as to what's good. and uh, We invite you win. to opine. Yes, uh, what, what should win each matchup, and uh, we'll move forward. I'm going to bring up the uh, bracket. 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 <laughs> a weird science reference. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, man. 
All right, so we have 16 game shows here again uh, called the Classic uh, TV Game Show Tournament. And I'm just guessing years here. Uh, you have uh, game shows from You Bet Your Life, which is in the 1950s, I believe, with Groucho Marx, all the way up to uh, the most recent. I mean, some are still on the air, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, um, called Classic because they started, actually Jeopardy started in the 60s. Uh, Wheel of Fortune started in the late 70s. Uh, so, uh, again, some of these are still on pressure luck, has, has come back in a different uh, uh, iteration. Iteration. Thank you. There, That's a good word. So some of these you may recognize from uh, recent times, but they're all considered classic because uh, they started in that quote-unquote classic era. So, seated from 1 to 16, uh, one plays 16, two plays 15, so on and so forth. You see the bracket there in front of you. So we will start. I would rather start. Now we'll, we'll just start with number one. It's okay. All right. First matchup. Speaking of matches, number one match game <laughs> versus number 16 gong show. Now I will Uh-oh. say, I will say, I believe the gong show is underrated uh, underseated i mean a 16 seed i mean it, it didn't have the staying power i'll give you that but during its time it was it was like very popular yeah okay my issue with the gong show it was entertainment but i don't know how much of a game show it was because it was too it, it relied way too much on the whims of others so, like, if I was a gong show panelist, what would get ganged would depend on what kind of mood I was in. Um, All right, so, so let's 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 bring Maxwell up to speed here first. So he obviously he's never heard of it. Gong show Maxwell was uh, late seventies, I believe, went into the early eighties, maybe. Yeah, but the premise of the show very basically was you had all these different acts coming on these in kind of vaudeville sort of stupid human tricks sort of yeah go ahead maxwell think of america's got talent yes yes very much like that but in polyester and the 70s schmaltz smeared all over it right so america's got talent has got the the little x's little stripes above the people who are voting the gong show per its name, had a gong. And whenever someone got so sick of the act that was in front of them, they got up and they banged the gong. And that With this sickness. large drumstick that had a big old inflatable... A big old inflatable... Looked like a giant Q-tip. Thank you. I always wanted to do that, though. I just wanted to... I didn't yeah. necessarily want to bang. I just wanted that gong banger because I just wanted to, like, whack somebody with it, you know? Uh... So that's the show, Maxwell, pretty simple to the point. And uh, they would probably have uh, maybe five or six acts on per half hour. Yeah. And then the, the one who won, it was some odd num- amount of money, $587.32 or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was, as Brady says, sh- did you say schmaltzy? Is that what you I said? I said schmaltz, 70s schmaltz. schmaltz. 
And then like, and Maxwell, just for the point of reference, what, what it, it was campy, but what you didn't know this at the time, but evidently the host of the gong show, Chuck <laughs> Barris, Chuck Barris. Yes. Yeah. He um, claimed that he was a CIA spy. Yep. And, it, and all these outrageous things, but that, you know, it's, <laughs> There's a movie, great. isn't there? There's yeah, there is. And, and allegedly, it's never been totally disproven. Yeah. The, the, there was definitely something there. But no, the gongs are just, I, I did not enjoy it as a ute. Um, whenever it came on, I pretty much turned it off because it was too schmaltzy. I didn't need to see Kitty Wells get ticked off at um at, at a performer and gong them. <laughs> but but you, you had this. The beauty of the late seventies and game shows, you had this group of people who were <laughs> celebrities, but their only celebrity was that they were on game show after game show. J.P. Morgan, J.A.Y.E.P. Morgan, <laughs> for example, or or uh, Charles Nelson Riley, my favorite, <laughs> Nipsey Russell. <laughs> Um, oh gosh, um, Ruth Buzzy, <laughs> she was on laughing though. I mean, she, no, but uh, and Ruth but what, Buzzy, she's still did, funny, yeah. But, but what did Nipsey Russell ever do besides game shows? I don't know, but he did spawn the rapper who calls himself Nipsey Hustle, Nippy, Nipsey Hustle, yes. All right, so that was the gong show match game, still. Actually, I don't know that it's still in there. It, it was on as of a year or two ago on ABC. Yeah. Uh, now that Alec Baldwin is uh, up on oh. involuntary manslaughter charges, I don't know what the future of the show is, but uh, the original version, actually the most celebrated version of Match Game is what's on this bracket. Uh, you had six celebrities. <laughs> And you had two contestants, and there were, and we played match game on on this show before. Yeah, you you read a question, there's a blank, and you had to Alec. Guess. Here you go, Eric. Okay. Alec Baldwin's in trouble. How much in trouble is he? <laughs> he is so much in trouble that he better not drop the blank. <laughs> <laughs> so. So you as a contestant would choose a, a word to fill the blank in, and the celebrities would try. They would guess first, so they would try to match your guess, or you would try to match would, their guess. And they would try as hard as possible to make the double entendre. They would walk up to the line but not cross it, because that it was, was the, the 70s. And then that was the beauty of that. Now it's like they just cross the line. It's not as funny, I don't think. They just say it. Right. They just say it. That's, that's not funny. All right. So... There's our matchup, one versus 16 match game versus gong show. Match game for my vote. Yeah, Savannah says match. I also say match game. Um, <laughs> Jim says a gong show is America's, America's got talent without the talent. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Miss Wilson says gong show, America's got talent meets funniest videos. Yeah. And uh, Howard says gong show camp at its finest. I mean, uh, Tanya, welcome. Uh, match game definitely more entertaining. Richard Dawson was a classic. Yes. It, uh, something that do. would be on the gong show is here is John Smith, and he is going to play the Notre Dame fight song using nothing but armpit farts. 
and <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and he'd get about three bars into it, and somebody would go up and gong it. You know, right. and that, right. that's kind of what we're done. And I wish I was being. I think it's pretty funny, but anyway, uh, I'm not too far off the mark, am I? No, no, not <laughs> at all. Uh, agreed, Tony. Charles Nelson Riley was funny. He he and uh, Brett Summers there, back and forth there was. All right, uh, Miss Wilson says match game. Tony oh, says match game. Match Max game Lowe running away. Says match game. Treva match game. Match game. It is. Wins the one versus sixteen. All right, moving on. Moving on. Jim says match game as well. Lodge his vote. All right. Happened to my what happened to my uh, screen? It disappeared. Disappeared. All right. Here we go. All right. So moving on down, we'll go to the left side of the bracket this week. We'll go to the right side of the bracket next week. Sounds good. Or, or I should say, the first round. We'll go both sides of the bracket. But we'll do the first round. All right, eight versus nine. Eight, the $10,000 pyramid, which gave birth to the $20,000 pyramid, which gave birth to the $25,000 pyramid. Which, which gave, gave birth to $25,432 pyramid. Right. So you still have an iteration of the pyramid on to this <laughs> very day with Michael Strahan as the host. The classic pyramid was Dick Clark, the ageless wonder Dick Clark, who looked the same up until he died. And number nine, concentration. So to explain concentration, for those of you who don't know, concentration was a puzzle game. So you had, I think Put it was... Put us back on the screen, Eric. Oh, wait. <laughs> Thank you. Why don't you want to look at the bracket? I have a face for radio. All right. So concentration was a puzzle game. You had, I think it was I'm trying to remember how many like numbered slots. I think maybe 25 numbered slots or something like that. So you pick two number slots and you tried to get or uh, match the two prizes behind the two things. And when you match prizes, then they opened up to see part of a puzzle, which is made out of pictures. So you kind of put the pictures together to make a little saying or something like that. So the idea was you get the number of prizes, then you can solve the, the puzzle. And of course, uh, Pyramid, again, if you don't know, like I said, it's on to this very day. Uh, two teams, one celebrity and one contestant would play against each other. And the object of the game is to try to get the other person to guess a word by giving clues. And you would get, you would win the first part of the game. You would get to the, uh, the winner's circle where you would have uh, six different categories. One person would be facing the categories. The other person would be facing away from the categories. And you had to explain what was there and the other person had to guess. So that's how you won the big money. In this case, $10,000. Or now I think today you can win $100,000. So which is probably, probably is worth as much as $10,000 was back then. But anyway. All right, so the matchup, Concentration versus Pyramid, whatever iteration of Pyramid I guess you like. Um, I probably watched more Pyramid in my day, um, and I'm still going to give it the slight nod. Concentration was cool. 
but I just did not, um, I, I did not dive into concentration as much. I don't know if it was kind of gone and past his prime by the time I paid attention, yeah. but, uh, definitely <laughs> we had a lot of fun with $10,000 pyramid, making up our own stuff. <laughs> probably not something we can talk about on no 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 um it, like if we were if somebody was being a jerk shows up late does not brings no money and you had to pay for them at the drive-thru Ding! and we would say the name and, and we make all the uh the noises yeah. and everything but yeah i'm gonna go with pyramid I agree. Pyramid. Uh, again, concentration didn't have the staying power. I think as far as I remember the last iteration of concentration, maybe it was the late eighties. I think Alex Trebek hosted it actually, but I think he did. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. I, I, I think we were the generation in betwixt the original and then the attempted reboot. Yep. Correct. So, all right, Miss Wilson pyramid, uh, Tanya, that's a vote for pyramid. She does vote for pyramid there. Uh, Treva match game already won. So is it uh, concentration or pyramid? Uh, Savannah pyramid. It's like pyramid right, may run away. Oh, do you, do you think any, concentration? Ooh, that's all right, Jim. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do you think anybody ever um like the like a different network try to cash in on it so they would do like sixteen thousand dollar rhombus <laughs> and like. The same concept, but a different geometric figure to get around copywriting. <laughs> Not that I know of, but uh, Howard says pyramid uh, makes a good point. Concentration actually used pictures to solve the puzzle. The first use of emojis. Uh, hey, good point. That's a very good point. So I'm thinking out of our voters. I think pyramid probably wins that matchup. All right. So moving on. So we had eight, nine, uh, pyramid moves on. So that, uh, for next week will be match game versus pyramid in that matchup in the, uh, quarterfinals. So moving on down, we have the Hollywood squares at the four seed <sighs> and you bet your life at the number 13 seed. Now this one, this one, it may be a little, although I think there is a, uh, isn't there a, a you bet your life on right now? I think Jay Leno hosts it. Actually, I, I think you're correct. I've not it, I've not seen it. But. I, I haven't either. In fact, I don't think it. Um, I do not think it stuck. It was attempted, but it didn't hit. Um, yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, I will be totally honest with you. I know Groucho Marx was on it back in the day. I know it's famous, but I can honestly say I've never watched an episode of it. Okay, so I'll. Give you the thumbnail sketch. Basically, it's a quiz show, straight up quiz show. A lot of it was Groucho Marx talking to the contestant, but he would ask questions and there was always a secret word. And if you said the secret word, this little duck would pop down out of the out of the ceiling and had a Groucho beard and glasses and nose on and and you'd win an amount of money. Yeah, you know, to because you said the secret word. Yeah. And like I said, I've not seen the one with Jay Leno on it. I assume the premise was the same there. But on the other hand, the Hollywood Squares. Um, haven't seen this one in a while. Um, 
I think uh, maybe the latest iteration of that was in the 90s sometime. I'm not sure it's been on since then. But I mean, Jim J. Bullock was on it, so. Right. So, again, the premise there is you had uh, nine celebrities in a kind of a tic-tac-toe board, basically. And you would call on a celebrity. Uh, you would get asked a question. The celebrity would guess. And a lot of times the celebrity would try to trick you into guessing what they guessed. And you would have to say, uh, agree or disagree with the celebrity. And if you match a celebrity and they, you agree, or, uh, if they say the wrong answer, you disagree, you, you get the square an X or an O. So you play tic-tac-toe and that's, that's the basis of the game. Now the classic iteration of the game was in the seventies and a lot of funny people on there, but so what would you say, Brady? Um, I didn't love it. I, I don't know why it just didn't hold my attention. I mean, it was okay. There's worse ways, the worst things that could have been on TV, like Lawrence Welk or something. But, um, but yeah, um, I never did love, love Hollywood squares. And, um, I, I'm going to put that on me. And I think it's because even as a youth, I knew those people that were up there a lot of the times were in the sunset of their careers. Right. And it seemed like they were trying too hard. Is that unfair? True. And I think a lot of those things they said were scripted too, that they just yeah. come up off the top of their head with that. And there'd be every once in a while, there'd be a novelty celebrity, you know, like Madam the puppet <laughs> or one of the, one of the Muffets would be on there. Muffets. <laughs> uh, so, but, but you didn't, select between the two there i'm assuming out of the two you would i'm not going to assume for you which of you bet your life or hollywood squares brady um i'll go with hollywood squares yeah as would i uh so our votes howard says hollywood squares you bet your life was a vehicle for groucho's snappy banter that is true uh tanya hollywood squares <laughs> muffets episodes were always the best savannah says hollywood squares uh, looks like uh, if we have any more votes, I think that probably takes the, the number of votes that we have. And uh, sorry, Maxwell, I think a lot of this is out of your age range, the the classic. And maybe it will inspire you to look them up on YouTube. Maybe. maybe. You can find some hilarious. You, you're one of us. You're, you're, you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Jim says Hollywood Squares agreed the Muppets episodes were the best. <laughs> and... Uh, Miss Wilson says Hollywood Squares. So uh, Hollywood Squares in a sweep. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Our final matchup on the left side of the bracket. Five versus 12. What's my line versus pressure luck? Oh, this one's easy. All right. So again, I think the seeding is off. But All right. So number five seed, what's my line? Uh, basically, you had ordinary people coming in and, and you had to guess what they did for a living. That's basically what it was. So you, the, the contestants who were guessing were actually the celebrities and the regular people were the ones who would win uh, by people guessing wrong as to what they did for a living. So they could ask questions like you know, basically like 20 questions is what it was. So you, you could ask a number of questions to the person. They would answer them yes or no. And then 
the people and the celebrity people had to guess uh, what that person did for a living. Uh, again, I, I think actually what's your, what's my line that has been on recently as well. Hasn't Anthony Anderson hosted that? I think, <laughs> I think so. Um, I'm going to pass. <laughs> um, um, if I, I, I will leave the person's name out of it, but I got a comment from somebody who's listening. It's like pressure luck. That's what happens. Uh, coming home from Taco Bell every time. <laughs> right yeah but um (laughs) pressure luck's awesome um and i think the whole thing about pressure luck that was great was of course the whammies sure and that gimmick you know because you would keep them going and going and going and then you know you could be on a great streak and for those of you who've never seen pressure luck it's like getting the bankrupt square or the the bankrupt slice on Wheel of Fortune. It would just wipe you out. Yeah. And Pressure Luck, again, is on as to this very day on ABC, I believe. Not sure what day of the week it's on, but I think it's on on a pretty regular basis yeah. right now. Um, I mean, Pressure Luck, I mean, I know I say it. When I'm trying to, like, when I want something not to have, or I want something to go my way, I'll say, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so... And that was a, it really was a groundbreaking game show back in the day, back yeah. in the mid eighties. Um, there was one guy who, so the, the way it works, if you've never seen it, you have all these squares and I don't know how many squares there are, but the, each square had like a prize in it and it would change. Like there'd be money, prize, whammy, money, prize, whammy. And the lights would light up these squares and go all the way around the board. And, uh, you, you hit your little button in front of you and yell stop. I don't think yelling stop did anything, but hitting the button would stop the lights and whatever square you stopped on, that's what you got, whether it be a whammy money or, or a prize. But <laughs> back in the day, there was only like nine different like patterns where the, the square would go around the, the board. And this guy memorized. And the guy was from Lebanon. <laughs> the guy was from Lebanon. He memorized Ohio, Lebanon, Ohio, Lebanon, right? Lebanon, Ohio. Yeah. Not like Beirut. No, no, no. Not Lebanon. Lebanon. <laughs> so he memorized the pattern and he kept getting like $10,000 in a spin. Gosh. So he kept going. His, his episode lasted two episodes. So did they finally shut him down? Did they get wise to it? Well, you can pass your, your spins at uh-huh. some point so he got to a point finally he, he got basically worn out <laughs> and he started getting squares where he could pass the spins off so eventually he won like a hundred and fifty thousand which back in 1985 i mean that's that, that's about a million samoles i don't know if it's that much but i mean it, it's close i mean pretty close i would say um but yeah there there's whole documentary about it and everything else but interesting the guy was you know, 40 miles up the road. Because he's like, it's like card counting in a casino, sort of. Right. Not illegal, but frowned upon. Unethical. Yes. So, Not sporty. So, so obviously they redid their software after that and they came up with like 700 different patterns. <laughs> Combos, so, yeah. Yeah. So the Enigma puzzle, basically. All right. I say all that to say this pressure luck. Pressure, pressure luck. luck. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Miss Wilson, press your luck. Uh, Tawny, press your luck. No whammies. Uh, anybody else? Pressure luck, luck all the way. I would say. Although uh, I, I think I've watched the Anthony Anderson What's My Line a couple times. But anyway. All right. Moving on to the other side of the bracket again. Uh, a show that is on to this day. Jeopardy and the number two seed. And one of my favorites in the number 15 seed, the Joker's Wild. Oh, dang, man. Yeah. So, which I think the Joker's Wild is underseeded here. But uh, anyway, I, I believe, I don't think I need to explain Jeopardy. I think everyone understands Jeopardy. So, we'll, we'll just go beyond that. Joker's Wild. So, the Joker's Wild was a quiz show. And you played on a big slot machine. Mm -hmm. So you'd spin the slot machine. There'd be three windows and you'd have categories come up. You'd have money come up or you could, uh, and we'll talk about the final game here in a minute, but the first person to get to $500 and you got so much money based on the money and the, and the question that you chose to answer, that's how much money you got. So the first one to get to $500 won the round and, and you got to go play the final round where you just spun the wheel and amounts of money would come up or a devil or a yoker. Oh yeah. Well that, that was in the, the, the first game. So if you got joker, joker, joker in the three, then you could answer one question and win the game of your choosing. So, uh, and like I said, in the final game, if you got a devil, it just wiped you out. So you could stop at any time. You kept going until you got a thousand dollars, unless you got a devil. Yeah, that wiped out. So uh, again, th th this one, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it's it's kind of difficult for me. I like Jeopardy. I like Jeopardy a lot. I love the Joker's Wild. I I loved the Joker's Wild as a kid. Yeah, wasn't it on like seven o'clock or seven thirty? Yeah, something like that. And then because I would watch it because when. Once the Joker's Wild was over, the prime time began, you know, the real right. shows. But um, I always wanted to, like, to get to the final round so I could spin that giant slot machine arm. Yeah. And I, you, you, for, for whatever reason, this show didn't have, I think they tried to bring it back in the 90s, but haven't seen, and with the advent of, of widespread gambling. I'm surprised the show hasn't made a reappearance. I know. But, uh, I mean, Jack Berry was the original host and, uh, he was implicated in the game show scandals of the 1950s, uh, was kind of exiled from the country there for a while, went to Canada and did some things and came back and, uh, put this show on the air and, uh, lasted throughout. He died and then Bill Cullen took over and, uh, went out in the mid '80s, came back in the '90s, I think, and they tried to bring it back, but didn't. And stick. then there was the kids' show, Joker, Joker, Joker. Correct. Which we had the Joker, Joker, Joker board game at school in one of our classrooms. I can't yeah. remember which grade that was. Maybe fourth grade or something. I mean, bless its heart, it was the um, you know, it meant well, but you just can't do it with cardboard cards, you know. Right. Right. If it ain't spinning, I ain't grinning. Right. 
Oh yeah, Howard, you do bring up a good point. Snoop Dogg did have a version of the Joker's Wild. Oh, he did recently. I never watched it. I, I couldn't bring myself to. He did. Oh he did. come on. I just, I mean, Snoop Dogg and the Joker's Wild just didn't go together in my mind. It's just, <laughs> Lord knows what you want on that show. <laughs> no kidding. All right, so our votes, Brady. <laughs> Wouldn't it be the Toker's Wild? <laughs> I, see what you, I see what you did there. Anyway. What do you say, Brady? Um, oh, I, I'm going against the green, and I'm not just trying to be agreeable with you, but I love Jeopardy. Um, I tried out for it once. I need to do it again. Um, but I, I still loved Joker, 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 and there's a lot of nostalgia associated with it. So I'm going Joker, Joker, Joker. I mean, Joker's Wild, excuse Joker's me. Wild. I I believe I go Joker's Wild as well. Um, But I think we're going to lose the audience vote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Wilson says Jeopardy. Howard says Jeopardy. Jim says Jeopardy. Tanya said Joker's Wild. So yeah. Three. Oh, Savannah. Savannah. Savannah breaks the tie. Yeah, I think she just Jeopardy. put the kill shot on. Yeah. So uh, Jeopardy ekes one out. Like I yeah. I believe Joker's Wild was underseated. All right. Another underseated, in my opinion, uh, game show here, just due to longevity, I guess. Family Feud at number seven. And the newlywed game at number 13. Uh, this one's easy for me. Okay. Um, I, I'm much more in tune with family feud. So, um, so what, should, should I explain here first for those who don't know? I think yes. people know family feud and Steve. Harvey yeah. I don't think that. we have to go over their feud much. Yeah. The newlywed game. So here's the basis of the newlywed game. You had three couples who were newlyweds. So the actually the rules of the game stated you had to be married a year or less in order to be on the show. And they would ask questions. First, they would have the wives out and the husbands would be sent to the back. They would ask the wives questions. Husbands would come back out and try to match the wives' answers. And then they would vice versa. And uh, they would send the, the wives to the back and bring the husbands out and ask them questions and do the same thing. It- it would be a question like, what does your husband think is your best quality? And it, it would be something like that, that they would have right. to know each other. Right, right. Of uh, course, made very famous use of the word whoopee <laughs> in the 1970s. They all, uh, Bob Eubanks was the, was the host, and uh, whoopee was the euphemism for... Relations. Rela- relations. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs> John Davidson. <laughs> no. Pro- probably the most famous newlywed <laughs> game answer ever. Yeah. So the, so the question was where where where's the strangest place you ever made whoopee? We will forgo what and see that was an urban legend for the longest time when the actual um response was actually found on tape. So 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 I believe the answer was looking for a geographical place. The uh the contestant and not an anatomical place. Right. The contestant 
answered in an anatomical place. So you can, you can connect the dots there, but uh, probably the most famous newlywed game answer ever. All right, Brady, you, you said see, feud. You said feud. 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 Um, newlywed game is funny. Even though I know you think it was schmaltzy, don't you? Mm, yeah, I, I can't see it without the polyester and butterfly collars and yeah, yeah. It it, it, it was funny, even though it was on nowhere near the time I was ever married. But I think it's <laughs> funny. Um, this is d- difficult for me. I I I think I I end up having to go for feud, but. I mean, it's close in my mind. It really is. There's one that comes to my mind that, like, what does your husband say is your is your least favorite thing that you cook, and or the best thing that you cook? And she was like, "Oh, it's my meatloaf, definitely. He loves my meatloaf." And then the guy would come on. It's like, well, I can tell you what it's not. It, and of course, they don't know what each other's answer is. Like, oh, I can tell you what right. it's not. Ooh, it's not her meatloaf. <laughs> and, and then you know there'd be fisticuffs in a Donnybrook once. Like, and I think Tanya, yeah, it was Tanya. There was always they would take the large card that they wrote it on and smack them on the head. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, Brady, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there was a show that was similar to the Newlywed Game. And I can't remember what it was called. I'm trying to remember. But anyway, the premise of the show was, who knows you better, your wife or your secretary? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of fisticuffs. (laughs) Yeah, that's just ask. Oh, my gosh. What a a terrible concept because, like, very few. Okay, well, take for you. You're an administrator. You and Mr. Heron are both administrators. So you technically have a secretary. Right. I couldn't do it unless, you know, I I don't know. That just seems like it really limits. Well, I mean, not to mention, I mean, they, not all the questions were about like work sort of things. Oh, (laughs) so yeah, it was, it was. What size boxers does. (laughs) Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, so, stuff like that, but uh, yeah, yeah. for some uh, kind of cringy sort of moments there. But anyway, yeah, uh, Brady says feud. I say feud. Uh, Miss Wilson says feud. Tanya says newlywed game. Ooh. Howard says all iterations of feud. Howard, who's your favorite host of the feud? Uh, Savannah says feud. Jim says the newlywed game because it pushed the envelope for the seventies. That, that it did. That it yeah. did. Couldn't say the S word, had to say whoopee, but otherwise, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, I was going to bring up Tattletales as well, Howard. Uh, celebrity, you know, Brady hated Tattletales too. Um, yeah, Tattletales is basically celebrity version of the newlywed game, but same sort of idea. But you had celebrity husband and wife rather than just plain people. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, tell me your favorite host, Howard, and we'll move on here. Steve Harvey says he's pretty good. I know. I, I know Richard Dawson is the classic, but yeah. Steve Harvey is pretty darn good. Yeah, I think he does a good job with it. 
Now, Steve Kern, it, there was nothing wrong with him, but I don't think he's as... Richard Karn, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Who's Steve Kern? Oh, he's a member of the... Min, uh, the Oh, he was a member of the Midnight Express Wrestling <laughs> Tag Team. Sorry, wrong Kern. <laughs> Richard Kern. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have uh, Password. And again, I think a, a show that is woefully underseated, Wheel of Fortune. All right, so Password, again, basically, we talked about the Pyramid. The Pyramid basically is a graduated version of Password. So you just had, as a matter of fact, I think Password has a real recent version within the past year. Um, it's been on the air, but basically you had a secret word and you had to give clues to your partner just by using one word clues. And you had to try to get the the other person to say the word. So you hear the, the whisper, the password is, the password is, circle. <laughs> so then you and your partner, there were two teams, uh, two people Round. each. And, yes. Has a radio. Oh. Radius, nope. <laughs> right? Things like that. It's a one-word clues, and it would go back and forth until someone got the word. All right. So, uh, Wheel of Fortune. I don't think I need to explain Wheel of Fortune. I think everyone knows Wheel of Fortune. This one, I think, is a slam dunk too, because um, Password is close enough to other games, but Wheel of Fortune, bless his heart, Pat Sajak has been the mainstay, and Vanna. And um, and still ha is culturally relevant because I know Twitter was blowing up about some outfit that Vanna White wore last week, yeah. where she looked like a superhero costume. Yeah. So like it's still a, yeah um definitely Wheel of Fortune. All right, Brady. So trivia question: Who was the See. first host of Wheel of Fortune? Flip. Um, is it that Kennedy dude? No. Bob Eubanks? No. Peter Tamarkin? No. I have no idea. Chuck Woolery? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Susan Stafford was the first letter turner. <laughs> and actually, uh, I think um, Pat Sajak was on with a, a season with Susan Stafford, then Van White came on. So I think they're kind of a year apart. It's 1982 ish, something along yeah. the way. All right. So uh, I say Wheel of Fortune. And you said Wheel of Fortune? I said Wheel of Fortune also. All right. So we By got the way, the game's changed as well. You used to, you used to have to buy like prizes from this store thing. Oh, yeah. Now Here is a cutlery set yeah. for $350. Yeah. And a $75 Spiegel's gift card. Gift certificate. <laughs> All right. Brought uh, to you by Diners Club International. <laughs> uh, Tanya Wheel of Fortune. Um, Howard says Password is best. Now hosted by Kiki Palmer. Steve, Jimmy Fallon is executive producer. Uh, yeah, I, I knew... Um, like I said, there was a recent version there. Savannah says wheel. Ms. Wilson says password. Ooh. Jim says wheel. I think uh, wheel eked it out. But that was close. I spoke. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, our final matchup of the evening. Again, I think a woefully underseated Price is Right at number six. Price is Right is number six? Yeah. Get out. And to tell the truth at number oh, one. Oh, pish posh. Yeah. Posh. So, uh, so uh, again, we all know what the Price is Right is. So I don't think I need to explain that. To tell the truth. So you had a person. It's very similar to What's My Line that we talked about earlier. To tell the truth is you had three people, three ordinary people, and there there was a a biography read, and the people, the contestants who were celebrities, had to guess by asking questions of the people who the biography belonged to. So, for example, let's say the biography was that of a lion tamer. Which of these three people was a lion tamer? And then you had to kind of get to there by asking questions of them. Is that where they did the fake stand up? Yes, the fake stand up. So, yeah. yeah, So, yeah, it was, uh, and you'd come to the point of, will the real lion tamer please stand up? And then, you know, people would act like they were going to stand up and and the actual person (laughs) stood. Miss Wilson, daggone, she's coming to the the whole heart on this one. She says, To tell the truth, I hate the price is priced. Um, <laughs> prize is priced. <laughs> that was a Flintstones one. It's a Flintstones reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'm say going, you? I, I I say price is right. Um, although although, if I ever got elected to office to this great Congress of our great country, I make a constitutional amendment that you lose your citizenship if you bet the $1 over just the $1. (laughs) I would like to see someone bet $2. That's just heresy. (laughs) I'm I'm getting out. Like I I would just like, no, if they want to do that, but if they don't get it, they're off the panel. (laughs) All right. I, as someone who has been in the audience at the Price is Right twice, 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 I have to say the Price is Right. All right. So we uh, lodged Miss Wilson's vote as she despises the Price is Right. Wow. Would that be Bob Barker and Drew Carey or just the show in general, Miss Wilson? Uh, Tanya says no contest. Price is right. Jim says price is right. Savannah says price is right. Uh, Howard, you you said Wheel of Fortune. That was the last matchup. So are we doing Price is right? So I, I guess you meant Price is right there because you said Bob Barker is a fraternity brother. So Bob Barker was in the same frat that you were. I guess obviously at a different time at a different university. I don't think he went to Moorhead State. Uh, yeah, Anthony Anderson, yes, hosts the new tell <laughs> to tell the truth. He went to spade and neutered you. <laughs> I believe the price is right. We'll win that matchup. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we will pick up with the semifinals and the finals next week. Excellent. Too many numbers. Oh, I get that. I get that. Numbers. Yes. And speaking like a true English teacher. Don't need numbers. This social studies teacher says that as well. All right. Once again, visit our website. Let me put us back on the screen. 
Here we go. Visit our website, Brady, if you would. My mom was laughing at me when I said that one of the hardest things to do is to get pointing the right direction because it's the opposite. <laughs> right. I told her about the disastrous time we tried to do the uh, electric company thing, like the. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, is the opposite. And, yeah. And like we kept on going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to buy a t shirt, you can do so on our website. Go to the store link at our, in our menu at the top of each page. Uh, you can click on the picture of the t shirt. That will take you to buymeacoffee.com which is our crowdsourcing website you can buy yourself a shirt i think we still have uh, several left don't we brady we do, we have a few um i did uh I, i've been knowing you eric but i took two out as christmas gifts to yeah. matt and amber out in san diego gotcha so because they were one of the original purchasers of the because they were rocking our original play it by ear shirts in um in Okinawa, Japan. So That's I wanted to right. make sure that they were rocking it out in San Diego, California. Exactly. All right. So uh yeah, softest t-shirt you'll ever buy, bar none. Brady, the floor Let's is see. yours. Okay. Um, I've never got to do this before. We are here on episode 122. And I have never, ever got to lead a segment of MI the Anus. You are correct. The AITA Reddit, subreddit from Reddit. MI I, I think you're, you're the only one of us that hasn't, right? Thank I haven't got to do it. Because like when we were leading up to the episode, we weren't discussing it. But I'm like, uh, Eric, I don't know where to find these or how to do these. Because I'm clicking on, it's like, you know, I'm just getting a bunch of advertisements. Where do I find them? So um, I, I felt very much like an elderly person trying to ask help to work the remote. <laughs> and um, so I finally got to figure it out. So what I did, I poached from the list of AITI, am I the end use, kind of the funniest ones or the best ones of 2022. Very good. So um, in no particular order, I shall start off with this one am i the end use for sleeping topless in my bedroom now don't worry this won't get too randy but this does bring up an interesting social dynamic so here we go okay me 18 year old female and mom and i live in a crummy apartment complex in new york city our apartment isn't itself crummy. We've taken a lot of pride in making the inside of our home look nicer than it really is. But truth be told, the building is crummy. So much so that the radiator in my room is broken and I get heat every day of the year, even in the summer. I prefer okay. not to open my windows during the summer as well because all types of questionable creepy crawlies like to come through the window. I usually sleep on top of the covers without pants. And last night, it was too hot, so I slept without a shirt or without a brassiere. Okay. Um, she says that she is endowed, and it's no secret. But I was in the comfort of her, when she's saying, my own room, and I keep my door closed so when I sleep. 
This morning, I woke to find my mom staring at me. She scared me poopless, especially because I have a loft bed. It was making eye contact with her as soon as I opened my eyes. She stood, she stood there and screamed at me for 20 minutes, telling me to put a shirt on and calling me a ruthless hussy for sleeping without a shirt while her boyfriend was there. I put a pillow in front of my body and closed my eyes and went back to sleep. This wasn't good enough. She ripped the pillow from my arms and told me to put on some clothes before her boyfriend came in there and saw me like this. I told her I keep my door closed for a reason. And if she's worried about her boyfriend bothering me, that's more telling of her boyfriend than it is about me. Well, she didn't like that. She was absolutely seething and told me to live under her rules while I'm in the house. And that includes not being trashy and sleeping with some clothes on. I figured she was being ridiculous, but her boyfriend heard the commotion and ended up coming into the room to get her without knocking, mind you, and led me flailing to find a sheet to cover with. He was kind of eyeing me and I told and told me my mom was right and I need to sleep with clothes on. I'm having a hard time understanding. Am I really the end news here? Edit. No, I cannot lock my door. She won't allow me to replace the doorknob with one that comes with a lock. Additional edit. Please stop asking me to see pictures. <laughs> okay. For those calling this fake because I die under the conditions that I'm describing and to just get window screens doesn't help with the heat outside. It's so thick and gross. This is extra hot air. Not to mention unpredictable rainstorms that I have to constantly close the window, and I do not like spiders or cockroaches. So, ladies and gentlemen, is she an anus for freeing her womanhood <laughs> in a hot New York City apartment with a broken radiator? In so, sultry. Sultry. Um, I see both sides of the argument here. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that daughter does not help pay the rent. So mom pays the rent. It's mom's roof. Um, at the same time, I think the child should have a sanctuary. Correct. in any house so up to a point you know i i could even understand maybe asking her to not lock the door could even understand that but if the door is closed you got to knock right so i would say no not the end use um i am going to agree wholeheartedly um, I do not think she is the end use. She's been put in a difficult position. I am a person that is cold natured usually. Um, I, you know, um, but in those times where the AC has been on the blink or I've been staying someplace where the AC is on the blink and there is nothing more uncomfortable than trying to sleep in a hot room. Right. Now, that being said, it would have to be a flipping steamy you know um sweat box for me to i don't know 
I just have my own boundaries. You will never see me sleeping shirtless. You won't see me in public shirtless. And well, this has been well documented unless I'm at the pool or the beach or in the ring at WrestleMania. And you have a problem with anyone else being shirtless as well. Yes, I do in public. And I, 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 I will stop and chastise a stranger and tell them about the constitution and um, I'm exaggerating, but, but yeah, but that, but, but there is something I get now. It's not like she's sashaying into the living room area. Like it's amateur night at the gentleman's club. She's not doing that. She's in her room sleeping in a hot room with a broken radiator. Right. So I think mom would have to be a little bit more receptive to that. Now I'm going to read betwixt the lines here. There's something unsettling about this boyfriend. Indeed. My alarm bells are going off. I mean, I'm not saying that he is a predator or anything, but he must be a little bit skeezy. Why why would he walk into the door without knocking? Well, yeah, exactly. And now he came in because he was retrieving the mother who must have been screaming. He thought he might have been, you know, saving somebody from a domestic fisticuff. But um, I don't know. I do not think she is the Anus. And it, this just seemed like it went way too far. Agreed. So Howard says she is not the smelly sphincter. <laughs> 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 Any other votes from our audience? Is she the Anus or not the Anus for sleeping in the buff in her own room with the door closed. Brady Howard and I say not the Anus. <laughs> I can't wait to go to <laughs> this next one. Okay, there we go. She deserves her privacy. I think she does. Not the Anus. Not the Anus. Um, All I right. think that uh so that's four of us. Yep. Could there be anybody counteracted? Uh, I I can't imagine, but I mean, if someone does, yeah, yep. everyone. Opinions are like kidneys; everyone has one or two. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard. I've always heard that referred to as another body part. Speaking as finger, right? That opinions are like fingers; everybody has one. <laughs> yeah, well, but I've never heard like, and some well, of them stink. <laughs> I mean, what what if we could say, like, I, I opinions think most, are like hair follicles. I have many of them. Well, could be. I, I think people generally have more than one opinion. Yeah. Now, if it says uh, opinions are like my appendix, I, then I'm without an opinion. So I got to limit myself on my body part here. Correct. So anyway. All right. <laughs> yeah, Savannah, Savannah oh, says the, not the a-hole. Right. Not the a-hole. So I sees it seems like we're all rowing the same direction on that one. Yep. Okay. Here comes. <laughs> I'm gonna have a hard time keeping a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the Anus for switching to regular milk to prove my lactose intolerant roommate keeps stealing from me? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> and hence, a guy suspects one of his two roommates for repeatedly stealing his food. Well, where the heck? Hold on. Let me get. Okay, here we go. All right. Me and two other guys share an apartment together, and we split all the bills. The only thing that we do not split costs on are the groceries. Everyone's in charge of buying their own food, and we don't touch whatever does not belong to us in the fridge. We put our names on everything so no one gets mixed up. This issue has been going on for almost a year, and he is sick of it. One of my roommates, we'll just call him R, keeps stealing my food. I get home from work and containers with my leftovers are sometimes missing. They have my name written on it or my stuff finishes too quick. My gallon of milk, for example, I buy almond milk because I like the taste, but it seems to finish after a week, even though I've only drank it once or twice. I confronted R about this lots of times and that's caused a lot of arguments. He outright denies it and tells me I'm crazy, even though it's obvious. My other roommate and I carpooled together because we both work the same early shifts. <clears throat> and um, I know it's not him. It's always after we get back from home and ours already left for work and I notice my food's gone. My roommate also has had similar problems, but not as often as I do. I'm guessing because R doesn't like what he buys. The funny thing is R buys a lot for himself and is even more stingy about his food. He will literally point out what's his when he comes back from the grocery shopping and tells us not to touch it. <laughs> well, last week, my milk was nearly empty again, and I got fed up. I went to the liquor store, and I'm, which is a strange place to go buy milk. But anyway, um, I went to the liquor store and bought regular dairy milk. I drank what was left of my almond milk, and I refilled the gallon with the one that I bought. This was to catch or prove that R is the one stealing since he is lactose intolerant. <laughs> the next day, we get back from work and R is, and I'm going to quote, pissed. He yelled at me that he was stuck in the bathroom for 40 <laughs> minutes with diarrhea because of my milt. He was using it to make a shake. I responded with, so then you're the one who's been stealing? <laughs> he freaking exploded with anger, not rectally. <laughs> Yet, he admitted he sometimes was drinking my milk and eating my food, but he was more mad that I switched milts than the fact that he was caught. I told him I wouldn't have done that if he would have just stopped taking my stuff from the fridge or at least told the truth about it. Instead of trying to make it seem like I was making it up and gaslighting me. <laughs> My roommate backed me up and thought it was kind of funny that he got payback from stealing from us. It got a little tense and my roommate told me that R is trying to convince him to agree to kick me out. Little does he know we're both looking to move somewhere else together because we are sick of his feces. I'm I'm editing here. I told my buddies what happened, and if you think that I am an end user for that, I feel like I'm not in the wrong here. He's taking my food, 
and not owning up to it. I wanted to prove it. Does that make me the Anus? <laughs> I I believe that little stunt what was ingenious. Not the Anus. Yes, the slow clap. <laughs> slow clap. Outstanding. Not the Anus. You know, if, if you're confronted and you're doing it, just own up to it. You don't end up in the bathroom. You diarrhea. do the crime. You do the bending over and sweating in pain. <laughs> Not the Anus. Not the Anus is what I say. Howard says, Not the A-hole. It is justified gastricide. <laughs> Savannah says, Not the A-hole. Uh, that that is just absolutely brilliant. Indeed, I can just imagine like that uncomfortable moment. They're all, like watching a quiet movie, and all of a sudden, this guy starts <laughs> ripping butt darts left and right, <laughs> and um, you know, because it's obvious what had happened. Uh, not says, the Indians. Not. Jim says not. Uh, I think it's unanimous. Yes. It's you anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> it's anonymous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um yeah, that that one was tremendous. Okay, um All right, now that one's not very <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, shall we? Oh, come on. Let's. Don't stop on me now, internet. Come on. Eh, let me try that again. Oh, sorry. I clicked on it and it timed out. And then, so I'm going to have to re-click. Hold on. Let me get it. Dang it. Uh, there we go. All right. Here it goes. Am I the Anus for planting prickly bushes in my front yard to keep the neighbor's kids off my property? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is going to um, involve some cacti of some kind or some kind of succulent that has an unpleasant. All right. Oh, so well, this was the update one. So I got to go to the original one. They're making me jump through all kinds of hoops. So I'll put this comment up while you're looking. Uh, Ms. Yeah. Wilson says he should have asked him if he was almond milk intolerant and not told him it was real milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm having a hard time. It, it's making me, I, I want to read this, but it's not letting me. Ah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, ba basically it gives the update. Um, but he, th these neighbor kids were coming into his yard and he wants them off his yard cause they were like messing some things up. So he right. planted prickly bushes cause he said they're always barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> so he was targeting them. He said about a week after my post, I planted a wall of blackberries and raspberries on the two side of my garden facing the driveway. Oh. And on the other side of the berry wall, I planted lots of stuff like strawberries and tomatoes. 
to reach the tomatoes and strawberries in the driveway, you either have to go through the fruit bushes or walk up to my house. Not something you can do by mistake. For about two weeks, it was somewhat quiet until I found kids on my driveway every single day. As far as I know, that they did not enter the garden, and I hadn't noticed them walking around my house anymore. So I figured the bushes were working. About one week ago, berry season started, and my bushes are now full of raspberries and other kind of strawberries as well. The neighbors noticed, and first I caught the boys picking and eating the raspberries that I told them off and dropped them off at home. Told their mom that I caught them stealing. That's how I see it, because it's my fruit. Fruit. And then I caught that I would call the cops next time. She huffed and puffed and told me to grow up and took the boys inside. After that, it was quiet up until yesterday afternoon when I went out and found the dad and his two sons right in the middle of my garden. When I returned, clearing my bushes and plants. I didn't even confront them. I just called the cops from a distance as they hadn't noticed me yet. And I started filming them as I was making the call. Luckily, two cops showed up after 10 minutes, so they confronted the neighbor as they were still picking the berries off his boosh. <laughs> caught the act, caught red-handed, almost probably literally. They told him that they were trespassing and that the berry picking was in fact considered stealing, that I could press charges. For the first time, I noticed a bit of fear in my neighbor. He was having trouble finding his words, and I kept looking back at his house, I guess hoping his wife would show to yell at the cops. They all went inside with the cops, so I just went home. After a while, the cops came by and asked me if I wanted to press charges. I asked them if they felt like they scared the neighbor enough to stay away. I got a small smile and a yes. But the wife just kept shouting at them and her husband about being a little was shouting out at him about being a little word for a female dog <laughs> living next door. <laughs> I told them no for now and asked him if I'd be allowed to get an extra camera set up on the wall between my garden and the road to cover the entire front garden driveway. They said that's allowed as long as it's on my side of the wall. So now I. I'm getting extra cameras installed. If one neighbor knows I'm done messing around, but his wife isn't there yet. And if I catch any of them again, the cops will be called and charges will be filed. Filed. So is he an annuse for calling the authorities on these berry picking ninnies? Authorities. A man's property is a man's property. And if they've been so forewarned, stay out of my berries. <laughs> Not the a-hole. The, the, this, this is British, so that's why I was dropping strawberries and raspberries. <laughs> right. Uh, no, not the a-hole. I say not the a-hole. I will say, I bet this guy is a little bit of a ponce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that, you know, he is just a little bit, you know, you know what I mean. Okay, maybe. So let, let me qualify. Maybe I can just put a nice ribbon on this thing. Yeah, not not the a-hole because the law is on his side. Correct. 
Now, personally, is he an a-hole to deal with? Probably so. But not the a-hole because he is in the right in this particular situation. Now, my former neighbors had children that were poorly maintained and disciplined. (laughs) And they would come onto my property and do things that I really wish they wouldn't. Right. Um, I never had to call the authorities, but I did come close. I did come close, but you know, I can't imagine because you know, a rat, if, if he has multiple raspberry and strawberry bushes, that's is he canning it? Is he, you know, is he doing something with it? Um, if it's rotting on the, the vine, the vine, you know, but I mean, but if they're just coming and like standing and like pilfering things, I would casually invite them to dine on my nether regions because like if they're, <laughs> if they're coming over and doing that all the time and messing with stuff, yeah, I'm going to get upset. Yeah. But it sounds like he put some of the bushes up there to be a deterrent. Oh, Yes. And then he unwittingly, the deterrent, became the lure. Right. Because they were uncomfortable to bare feet, but then they bore fruit. Correct. So, let's see. What's everybody saying here? Not. Howard says, not the a-hole bet someone called him a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Literal. Um, Not the annus. Miss Wilson agrees with me. Yeah. So I bet he was a Ponce, but he's not an Anus. Correct. Once again, because the law is on his side. It is. I'm assuming, uh, I think Jim's been voting, and uh, say Jim probably goes along with that. All right. Anything else there, Brady? Um, Let's do one more. We're, we're, we're getting up against the one hour and 18 minute mark. <laughs> it just seemed like two minutes. Um, so this is actually the number one that th- this was voted. Like the best one. Of the, yeah, well, I, I guess. Um, so. Am I. The Anus pursuing my girlfriend after she had my 1967 Impala project taken to the scrapyard. Hold on. I put Jim's vote up here. Uh, Jim says he was the Anus. He should have taught the kids to care for the bushes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> put him to work. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to keep this short. I had a 1967 Impala Fortor that I bought in February of 2019. A couple months ago, I bought my first house that had a 2.5 car garage. What the heck? I I don't know if he's being funny or literal. I don't know. But anyway, I moved the car and started tearing it down for a complete restoration. I had the body in one bay and the chassis in the other. Plus, the whole garage is filled with parts. About two months ago, my girlfriend came to live with me during this whole crisis. And the whole time, 
has hated that car. She wanted to park in the garage, but I have two acres of land with a lot of nice places to park under shady trees or heck, even in the barn if it had to be inside. I told her tough luck is my house. <laughs> and it's not like I could just throw it back together real quick. This is my house, Eddie. <laughs> my house. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. That. Every once in a while, there's jokes that are just for us, too. It goes mm. back a long way. Just watch up uh, or listen to Eddie Murphy's delirious yeah. comedy <laughs> CD. Anyway, sorry. Um, so anyway, I told her tough luck. It's my house. And it's not like I could just throw it back together real quick. Anyways, I was out of town for a couple days on a business trip for a small local company I work for. When I got back. My girlfriend was all smiles, making me food all the time, doing all the chores, all of that. Thought maybe she was just happy to have me home, but then I realized I didn't see her car in the usual spot. I asked her where she parked so I could make sure to mow that area and keep it clean. She said not to worry because she parked in the garage. <laughs> well, <laughs> I asked how, and she told me to go check it out. Turns out that while I was gone, she hired some people <laughs> to come over and move everything related to that care, including the drivetrain, the body, the chassis. And all the parts and take it to the local local dump scrapyard. Dump. I was absolutely dumbfounded. I had spent eleven thousand dollars on that car, including new parts, services, and the car itself. I told her that I was going to be taking her to court. For that, and she brushed me off like I was being dramatic. Well, I told her that it's done between us. And to pack her things and get out. <laughs> I admit I was very angry, but I did end up getting a lawyer. And as I have all the receipts for all the money spent that I have on her, Excuse me. I have all the receipts for all the money spent, and I have her on my house's security cam footage, letting the guys in and watching them take it away. All I can think is I'm going to win. Her family and friends are absolutely blowing me up, saying it's just a stupid old piece of yunk and that she cannot pay back all the money that I spent and that I should just let it go. But I'm putting, I've been putting all my time, effort, and money into that car for a year and a half. And now, gosh darn it, I'm paraphrasing. I am not going to get justice for what she did. So I'm taking her to court. Am I the Anus? First of all. Let me put this comment up. The 2.5 car garage is two car garage plus room for a riding. Okay, mower, thank you. According to Jim. 
<laughs> and he also says, Goody Goo Goo Gus, <laughs> your wife is a Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, Lord, he's a bad other step. My shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no one help Jesus. Oh. Mother right. fed and the steps. Mother <laughs> fed and the steps. Oh. Oh. Back to the question. <clears throat> um, is it something I would do? Yeah. I don't know. Now, I'm not saying your wife. Yeah, right, right. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Not the a-hole. I mean, yeah, not the a-hole. And I guess her her thinking she had the the right to do that? Hmm. Pretty presumptuous. Very. I guess good for him that he found that out prior to things going further. <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to think of all the spiteful things. If he's not going to sue her, oh, just make her life Hades, honey. Have you seen my earrings and necklace? Oh, I took those to the bomb shop. <laughs> there was just some metal scrap in that little box. It was just taking up space for my underwear sorting apparatus. So I, I just took it to the pawn shop. I I threw it away. Uh, so yes not the a-hole so i'm assuming you agree with that not the a-hole oh not the a-hole um okay now i will admit sometimes we gentlemen can get into our hobbies and maybe be a little bit neglectful i don't even think this sounds like the case because he says he's been working on it i think this when he gets a few minutes on a slow sunday he goes out there and tankers and works Right. And you know he has dreams of driving that, you know, put in the dazed and confused soundtrack, roll down the windows and just. She wasn't jealous of the car. She wanted a spot in the garage. She wanted pair. Right. And I think it was about the pair and, you know, I find her repugnant and repellent. Yes. P O W apostrophe R. Pair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, 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 oh, I don't, this, this one's hitting a spot. It's making me angry. Cause, like, I, I kind of want to go in, like, who do you think you are? Who do you think, think you, you are? are? Because, like, I mean, it's so disrespectful. All oh, right, James, well, that's up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put the votes up here. Uh, Howard says, not the a-hole he should sue her since she wasn't the owner press vandalism and theft charges. Uh, Savannah says, not the a-hole. Uh, Jim says, if he actually takes her to court, probably then he is the a-hole. See, now, that's... That's almost where I am with it. I mean, that. that $11,000. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about 150 or 200. We're not talking about your 
autographed Ernest Borgnine collection. We're, well, we're talking about $11,000 of irreplaceable, right? you know. Right. Um, but he went on to say if he just puts her to the curb, then not the annues. Or tell her to take her annues out to the curb and sit there because she's not right. staying in the house. Miss Wilson knows she's not the a-hole. If it, if it was just so she could park in the garage, she should have worked with him to get a storage shed or workshop for him to put the car in. Correct. Now, I will say, I would like to know why the Baron wasn't an option. Now, I'm thinking, even though I'm not a mechanic, I do have a music room. I have a space. And there's certain things I need, like lighting and electricity and a dry environment, you know. So maybe it wasn't possible. So I, w- I would ask that question first just to him. It's like, hey, was the barn an option? And he can't tell me why or why not. It was a perfectly good, like, barn. Are we talking about, like, an old tobacco barn that you could see the light through the cracks in the wall? Or are we talking about a finished steel barn that right. was completely covered and dry, you know, so yeah. I would like to know that 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 might slightly change my argument, but as is, ah, uh, run, buddy. Yep, Agreed. sue her, slap a restraining order on her, and consider yourself lucky. Yes, and then go to one of those burger shop cruise ins in your '67 Impala and find you a new girlfriend. Agreed. All right. Oh, that was fun. I have not done the AITA. Very good food for thought in those AITAs. Some funny, some serious. Always the all entertaining. Always the fun in that uh, particular topic there. I think my favorite though was definitely the 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 lactose and the 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 (laughs) almond milk switch out. Ingenious. That was genius. All right, uh, Jim says, why didn't she just park in the barn? Oh, yeah. It's a valid question as well. If it is good for the goose, it's good. Well, if it's good for the gander, it's good for the goose. Correct. So if she's like, hey, you can just park in the barn. Why don't you park in the barn? <laughs> you and, park in the barn. And the guy who drank the real milk, it was like shh, going through a goose. <laughs> And probably honking just as loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I believe that rounds us out. All right. Good that we got back on uh, this week after our uh, trials and tribulations. Yeah. Like I said, the grown-up jobs definitely came into play a couple weeks ago. Um, it's an occupational hazard coming up against, you know, the end of nine weeks's in meetings yep. and things like that. And sometimes I just can't help it. Yeah. So that was the case. But last week, um, I would like to call Tom Foolery on our provider. Indeed. So we were not enthused about that. We were not. All right. As always, our audio version will come out at 3 a.m. on Friday. Uh, you can find us on anchor.fm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app, and most anywhere you can find the audio podcast. Video-wise, we're on YouTube. Search us out at Play It By Your Podcast. Follow our channel. Twitch, 
Twins, Twins. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Spotify uh, has our uh, podcast on video as well. Social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. You can find all those links on our webpage, www.playitbyyourpodcast.com. Interact with us via email. The address is admin at playitbyyourpodcast.com. You can leave us a voice message, which we will put right into the audio version of our podcast. Uh, You can click the link at your podcast provider on the iHeartRadio app. You can click the microphone. It says talk back, and you can leave us that message. Anything else for the good of the order, Mr. Liming? No, um, I did want to just really give a quick shout out to our one of our listeners and our good friend Kyle Brewer. Um, he was trying to comment and um, he could not get it to pop up on our screen. So um, I'm just for his sake before we go. He was definitely a fan of the pyramid. And as he states, he's a big fan of Richard Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Clark. <laughs> As we all are. God rest his soul. All right. Join us next week uh, here on Wednesday night on the Play It By Your podcast. Brady, take us out. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Your podcast. You can follow us on Facebook. Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2 and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear Podcast. Thanks again and join us next time as we play it by ear.